You're listening to the Rayform Interview Podcast, hosted by Matt McGetrick. Hello and welcome along to the Rayform Interview Podcast, where each week I sit down with a different person in dance music to talk about their career to date. Snippets from the interviews will be going out on my Thursday night show, Rayform, which you can catch weekly at 7pm on Shock Radio. And here you'll be hearing the full, unedited chats with some of the biggest names in dance music. This week's guest is certainly a big name, all right. One of the most recognisable voices in dance music. She's worked with the likes of Wilkinson, Paul Walford, Arma Van Helden, to name a few. Uh, She went platinum with her 2014 Deep House single, Say Something, and has 2.4 million monthly listeners on Spotify. This week, my guest is the brilliant Karen Harding. So we spoke about her early career, her breakthrough release, Say Something, her experiences collaborating with some of the biggest producers in the world, her current and past solo projects, and her new album, Take Me Somewhere. So let's get into it. Here I am chatting to the one and only Karen Harding. You're listening to the Rayform Interview Podcast. Right, so I'm joined now by the amazing Karen Harding. How's it going, Karen? Hi, um, it's going really good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Um, you've got a new album out on Ultra Records, um, yeah. Take Me Somewhere. A really great album, such a range of styles in there. Um, we'll come on to that shortly, but first of all, I wanted to take it back. Um, kind of talk to me about how did you first get into music and who were some of your big like musical inspirations? Um, so I got into music through, um, well, I was doing like every opportunity I could um, up where I lived. I'm originally from County Durham in the Northeast. And um, yeah, I I was like doing lots of school shows, talent shows. Um, I even went on like the X Factor in Eurovision when I was younger. And um, <clears throat> uh, Eurovision, this English, English version or whatever. Um, and yeah, I was out uploading songs to YouTube and doing gigs in the Northeast. I was doing like function band gigs, like weddings. Um, I was doing restaurants and I was doing like club years in some nightclubs in town. So yeah, I was just basically trying to do everything and anything to get noticed as a singer. Um, at this point, I wasn't like really writing that much. I was writing a little bit, but um, I actually got noticed on YouTube by an amazing producer, singer, songwriter called Emanike. And he was the one who got us into London um and we did a session did a couple of sessions and say something came of it which was my first single um and yeah we um i i I, like i don't know how but it got in some people's mini mixes on radio one or something like that and then uh, all of a sudden i had like record labels messaging us to 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 sign the record and i was like hang on i don't know what's going on but it was all very overwhelming and crazy at the time but when Say Something finally came out and I signed my record deal, it was like the beginning of it all, which was really exciting. And that was like my introduction to dance music. Yeah, no, I was going to mention that. Obviously, Say Something, uh, I think it turns nine years old this month as well, which is crazy how fast the time's gone. Um, <laughs> I know. And you, that also features on your new album, um, kind of really reminiscent of the mid-2010s kind of deep house era. Uh, mm. You scored a top 10 in the official charts. It's amassed over 100 million streams combined. Um, so, yeah, kind of talk to me about that track specifically, the creative process behind it, the release of it, and kind of, yeah, your reaction to <laughs> it just kind of blowing um, up. So, like I said, I had it on my computer for a few years before anyone got in touch about it. Um, I kind of knew at the time that it was 
a banger. Like I remember being like, this is so good. I'm, I got it on the train on the way back home and it's like a four hour train, a uh, three hour train. So I was like, just bla- I literally just blasted it the whole way home. Like, I didn't stop. And I was like, what am I going to do with this song? Like, this is incredible, <laughs> but is it just me who thinks it's mint, you know? Um, and then obviously it got, it got played and stuff, but that session, like, I almost didn't make it to because um, Emanike had a session with Little Mix like just before and he's like oh I'm really sorry it's going to overrun I'm going to have to cancel the session and I was like hang on a second I've just saved loads of money I've just got a tra- on a train and I've got like the last stop is London like you can't get off from York to London on the train so I was like right I'm coming and I don't care if we're doing like an hour I don't care we're doing something because I'm not wasting my money you know and like, I don't have ho- I don't have money that I can just buy hotels or whatever like so yeah we we literally wrote it in like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I like ran home, ran to King's Cross for the 10 o'clock train home. And, and yeah, and it was just in, yeah, it was, it was a proper whirlwind when it came out because I think everyone just felt like I just came from, from nowhere. And I was just suddenly like, Oh, who's this? Like this song's amazing. I know that it was literally like the top requested song of the summer that summer all the girls wanted to play it in the clubs and like I didn't realize how big it was until I started doing PAs and I realized that people were actually like really into it and I was like hang on a second this is actually doing really well (laughs) yeah I mean I remember when it came out it was everywhere kind of like song of the summer Um, Mm. and I suppose back then as well kind of you didn't have the luxuries of like TikTok and as much kind of social media promotion tools as you do now so I mean if it came up now I suppose like it'd probably perform even better but that's like obviously your big breakthrough track uh you've worked with some huge names uh in dance music in the past the likes of Wilkinson Paul Wolford Purple Disco Machine and on your new album um you've got features from Shift Key, Digital Farm Animals, Armin Van Helden yeah. uh, what's it been like working with such names uh, throughout your career and like kind of what have you kind of learned through those collaborations it's been fun I mean I, when you're in it and you're like writing with them or when you're like working on something with them you don't really think about like names or anything like that you're not thinking about numbers or anything you just want to get a good song you know um but I I just I just really respect what other people do and I think they're the same for me so I will find it like we're just grateful that you know we're, we're gelling at this moment and I feel like every time that's happened it just um it just always gels and it just happens so you just got to go with it you know and I suppose like you know uh digital file animals like shift key you've worked with in the past so do you find that kind of once you've made that initial song it's like yeah we're kind of familiar with each other's like production and all this and like do you think that kind of helps with your productions going forward yeah for sure I mean it I have a really good relationship with like a lot of the people I worked with so I feel like there's always like another song on the cards always when you've done one with one person so like, I did like two with Sonny on like his on his album Rise I think it was and then like you know I've done two with Felix Cartel who's from Canada um and yeah I just always feel like it opens the next door and and suddenly we're just sending each other songs and we're like what do you think so yeah it's it's really nice to collaborate yeah obviously uh Wings your track with Armin van Helden came out end of last year I absolutely love it um Thank you. what was it like working with Armand obviously a house legend and obviously yeah. you being one of the most in demand kind of like singers singer songwriters in dance music how did that come about well, his his label actually reached out to to me and we're like, oh, we've got um, Armand wants to really w- rework Wings that he released in 2011, and um, which had the vocal sample on it already. So um, he they were looking for like a, a, 
a like just addition to it, not to change the sample or re-sing it or anything. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna give it a go because it's Armin Van Helden and like it's kind of mint. So, um, I I I literally just had a go in my studio, just recorded it and sent it over, and he loved it. And I was really pleased because like that's the instant thing that you need. Like you just need to connect over it. Um, I haven't met him yet. We've been texting and stuff, but um, I'm gonna meet him tomorrow actually at Drum Sheds in in London, and I'm gonna jump on stage with him, which I'm really excited to do so we'll do wings and um and yeah it always goes down so well live as well yeah uh, that that new venue at drum sheds looks amazing as well like and yeah so that's that's the, that's the best place to meet him and uh kind For of sure. perform your track with him i suppose um now i know we all hate kind of hearing this word nowadays but uh how was the pandemic for you because obviously your track with digital file animals undo my heart uh, which also features on the new album came june 2020 i think it was it came yeah. out um yeah. was that a lockdown project for you and like how was it collaborating remotely in that strange time to be honest i think once i were past the first thing or whatever and then we just knew that it was going to be like ongoing for a while i just sort of settled into it and i was like actually like i'm just going to write some really good songs and we did like um so undo my heart came up but that was written obviously pre-pandemic um and then like i wrote well uh wide awake uh for your love they came in in lockdown um and in it kind of helped because i was able to get a lot of stuff like written stashed away and then was able to focus on the album because of that time um so yeah i feel like it wasn't so bad obviously we couldn't go out so that was annoying but i was just doing like little dj parties on a friday night on live so yeah it just kind of kept us going yeah so many dj streams in lockdown everybody you know so see, many. seeing how long they could instagram live before before it got taken down and stuff yeah i wasn't i wasn't like i was only doing it um mainly just because i wanted to sing songs that i hadn't released yet and i was like i want to just play these out and see what happens and to learn how to dj and also like just to have something to look forward to so yeah it was it was a good learning curve for sure I suppose when you don't have the kind of um, safety net of being able to go into clubs and test out your new tracks in yeah. lockdown, it's kind of like, how do I know what people's, so I suppose then, yeah, you have to find other ways to kind of. Put some fire them. emojis in the comments if you like it. <laughs> oh God. That's it. <laughs> comment below, comment below. It'll come. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, you know, album. you've just released it, uh, take me somewhere uh, out now. So congratulations on that. Thank, um, you. Thank you. What is the story behind it and that collection of songs and how does it feel to finally have it out? The, so the story, like it doesn't have like an ongoing thing. It's not a theme that runs through. It's just, um, well, it, the theme is that hopefully it can take the listener somewhere while they're listening to it. That's why it's, hence why it's the name Take Me Somewhere. Um, but it's a, it's a collection of all the songs that I've done basically since the beginning of my career. And they're all being songs that have been like my most listened to but never finished so they're all in like demo stages and um i just wanted to finish them off and get it done so when um under my heart came out and we had the like the ready for the album i was like right i'm gonna go through all the songs that i really really love like take me somewhere was written in 2023 2013 and um and yeah like I wanted to just finish it off because I was like, this is such a tune. I want people to hear it. Um, so yeah, it's basically like a culmination of all of that, all the hard work that's gone in over the years. And then like, yeah, it feels like end of a chapter sort of vibe as well. Yeah, that's it. All killer, no filler, just straight yeah, exactly. bangers for all of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's also so many kind of different styles of dance music in it. Obviously, 
you know, like you're used to um, making kind of house house songs, um, but you've got Breakbeat in there and one that I particularly yeah. love, Wild Wild Water, drum yeah. and bass. You've got drum and bass. Kind of what was the inspiration behind that? What made you want to experiment with that new sound? Well, um, well, I've worked with Wilkinson and like a few other DMB producers, and I feel like um because i've had that like success on that side i feel like it's okay for me to touch into it i don't want to be like i'm a drum and bass artist because i'm not and i respect that like drum and bass is entire in itself and entirety you know um but i we wrote it we wrote wild wild water um i wrote it with um brad ellison d adam and we wrote it as a ballad um because it was one of those sessions where we really I really wanted to get something off my chest. I wasn't feeling quite like, I wasn't feeling as happy as I wanted to be. And, um, and I was like worried about decisions that I was going to make. So, um, it was a writ, it was written as a ballad. And then because of the BPM, it just had to be drum and bass. I tried it as a house record and it sounded absolutely appalling. So yeah, we went with drum and bass and I wanted to go more in that like hybrid minds kind of vibe of like liquid and drum and bass. That's my favorite kind, I think. Mm. Um, so yeah, until I hear like Bad Adan by Jason States and I'm like, actually, I don't know. I don't know about liquid anymore, but yeah, like, well, well, water. I wanted it to to have an energy, but also have like a moment of solace on the record, and I feel like it has that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's really interesting that you quote kind of hybrid minds as the a kind of inspiration because I think the reason why they're so popular is it's like really kind of vibey, liquid drum and bass, and because it's liquid, you still kind of get the emotion through it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah. So your first drum and bass track, kind of as as an original track with just you on it um there's a few other tracks on there like that do you find that um you're trying to do more kind of solo projects or like kind of you know not just be known for one thing you're trying to kind of experiment with different sounds to i suppose build mm. your build your build your archives i mean you could say that but i I just want, I mean, hence why I didn't go down the road of like all collaborations on the album. Like there's a few on there, but then I want to really focus on like a, a sound for me. I mean, the thing is like, I can change the kicks and the snares and everything because like my voice is what's unique to the song. So um, I feel like, yeah, maybe it was a bit of an experiment to see what worked. I mean, with Take Me Somewhere, for example, that's Breakbeat. I think I referenced like um, Everybody's Free um to franklin who's the producer of the record and um and yeah and i feel like i still love that old school house vibe so you know i don't know if i'll ever like drift away from it too far but it was really fun to like work on these records and, and do different vibes on each one you know yeah 100 percent. i really like take me somewhere um yeah kind of that break beat and also like liquid dmb there is kind mm-hmm. of a that kind of it lets the emotions come through a lot more um yeah. do you feel like um obviously with more your original stuff it's being able to express yourself easier because obviously you're not just listed as a feature or you know you've not Mm. just been um like you're not just covering an old song do you find it's a lot more kind of from the heart when when it's an original track yeah for sure I mean I have like way more say over things as well like the productions and the sounds and how things finish on at the end of it and um and I feel like with this album I really had um full control of it and uh and i was really um specific about a lot of things just because like, i want to believe in it i want to feel like it's coming from my heart and i want people to hear that in the records and the reason i picked these songs is because like when i think about the vocal performances on them in particular the i feel like yeah they are emotional and i feel like people can really hear where i'm coming from 
I suppose it's really easy nowadays to like follow trends or kind of make tracks that you feel expected to, or like you see a song mm-hmm. in the charts and you think, oh, because I know dance music nowadays is getting faster. Like since the pandemic, it's, you know, the BPMs rising. Um, do you kind <laughs> of, are you kind of more about like staying kind of true to the like creativity rather than just trying to fit in with what's kind of new and trendy? Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, sometimes it goes to more towards a trend, but at the end of the day, the song is the song. Like, um, I'm a true believer that, like, songs can change everything. Like, the production can change because that's the, that's like, you, you know, the sounds, like like I said, a kick and a snare would change over the years, like what's cool and what's not. But the song won't, like the, the structure of the melody and the lyrics. So that's what I really try and focus on when I'm writing songs. Yeah, no, 100%. That's really cool. Obviously, you mentioned that you're um, performing with Amma Van Helden tomorrow at Drumsheds. Are there any more live gigs or performances um, that people can look forward to from you? I mean, we've got a few things like planning stages at the minute. So, yeah, it's all just like, I mean, yeah, we've been so focused on the album that we've kind of forgot what to do after it. So, yeah, I just keep just, I mean, on my socials and stuff, I'll be all over that and announcing if anything comes in that anyone can come along to. Yeah, brilliant. Obviously, you know, your new album, it's only been out a couple of weeks and it's already yeah. doing bits. Obviously, you're getting plays all over Radio Capital Dance, Radio One. Um, like, I suppose that support is that kind of reassuring that, like, because obviously when you make something, as you said, we say something, it's like, is it just me that thinks it's a banger? Yeah, you're yeah. not doing it for other people's um, kind of like gratification or whatever, but is it reassuring to see that, oh, actually other people love it as much as I do? Oh, 100%. Like, it's like with Wild Wild Water, like I was, it's like one of my favourites of the album for sure, but I was nervous about it because it's a, it's a ballad turned into a drum and bass tune. And like, I was worried that people might not get it as in the song meaning as well, but I feel, I feel like every single person has told us that it's like one of their favorites of the album. So like, I feel like, okay, I have a good gist of what people like. And then to get the radio support from everyone, it's just, it's just incredible. Like, um, yeah, it's really nice and really positive. It's a positive start anyway. Yeah. I know you mentioned that kind of now the album's how it's like, you've not really focused too much on the future. Yeah. Is there anything you've got in mind, any future collaborations or kind of stuff coming up that you can tease? um it's all like in the midst at the minute so like nothing confirmed or anything so i can't say anything but yeah there's some like really exciting stuff coming next year which i'm like really excited about so um yeah just keep your ears peeled <laughs> it's always good to have something to look forward to yeah um okay. who kind of final touch and i know this is a very big question who is your dream collaborator who is the one person that you would love to do a song with um I've always said Calvin Harris, just because it's Calvin Harris and everything he touches just seems to always work and is great. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. He's probably got a million gazillion songs that he has never released. But yeah, I would love to do a song with him. I know. I'd love to like kind of steal his hard drive and see his unreleased tracks. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for talking to me, Karen. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, we love the new album here at Shock as well. And um, yeah, hopefully see you performing live very soon. And we look forward to see what you've got coming up in the future. Thank you very much.